There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could create a podcast that they never could. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of There Was an Idea, a pop culture podcast where from Star Wars to Star-Lord, we love to talk about anything and everything pop culture. I'm your host, Ryan O'Donnell, and with me, as always, we have the full crew. We've got Tim O'Donnell, we've got Kevin Tilly, and we've got Brandon Larmore. Fellas, what's happening? What's up? What's going on, fellas? <laughs> I was going to say, no, oh, no one everyone, else? Was everyone waiting for me to say something outlandish? Because I've got plenty for tonight. Go ahead, Brandon. Well, I know tonight. you do, Brandon, so I figured why, why not just let Brandon get right into it? <laughs> Go ahead, Brandon. I just oh, expected at this point. goodness. My goodness, my goodness, do we have a show for tonight. So I hope everybody's strapped in. We're going to get to talk about Jurassic Park 4. Are we? Well, according to Brandon, everything is everything is connected. in the Jurassic Park yeah. universe. Uh, it can all be connected. Yeah. And by Jurassic Park Four, do you mean Jurassic World? Yeah. Jurassic Which is a World separate franchise. Sorry. I, I apologize. It's been a long day. But regardless, <laughs> we're talking feathered raptors. Oh boy. BD Wong again. I honestly, I think. We're gonna get a John Hammond clone. Ryan, why don't you tell us what we're really talking about? <laughs> I was just gonna say. Now, if you haven't already known by now, this is complete and utter crap, and we're not actually talking about that. But Brandon, thank you for that. Oh, we're gonna talk about that John Hammond clone. <laughs> okay, I can imagine you'll bring that up at least once. But yes, uh, so tonight, guys, we're gonna talk about, and I want to give credit to where credit is due. This was Tim's idea, but we're gonna talk tonight about our top five greatest movie moments that made like a theater kind of get up and cheer right so you know we'll, we'll get into our top five but we, we want to talk a little bit about like just amazing movie moments that made everybody cheer so we're going to do that this was inspired by the oscars having a very silly cheer worthy category that was won by the flash enters the speed force in the snyder cut Ugh. through a rigged voting system via twitter poll <laughs> I, again, I guess I don't know all your guys' list, but I was I'm about to say spoiler alert that will not be on any of our lists, I, unless Brandon. I don't know your list, but Brandon's strict Ezra Miller top five. <laughs> Only Ezra Miller moments. Only Ezra Miller. <laughs> I, I had to delete four Ezra uh, Miller moments, but like because hmm. they were arrest <laughs> were they all the arrest records from like two weeks ago. <laughs> Number one. they're all they all involve Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number four perks of being a wallflower all right guys before we get into that though a little housekeeping follow us on twitter at twai podcast and instagram at twai podcast and please leave us a kind review on spotify and or apple podcast but before we get into our main idea tonight we're going to go in the news all right fellas we got some fun topics to talk about tonight in the news because a lot of stuff's been happening recently. We've gotten a lot of trailers, a lot of fun trailers, a lot of good trailers. And then some other other interesting news topics. But I want to start with this one. 
Kevin, you brought this to our attention. Marvel got the rights to be able to use Stan Lee's likeness in various media sources, comic books, movies, etc. What do we think about this, guys? I don't want them to do it in the movies. Yeah, I, I agree. Think, I think that's a terrible, terrible idea. I mean, we talked about this outside the podcast. Like, comic books is, I think, better. It's different. Do yeah, it. it's, I, I don't it's mind that either. And not as, like, not as much as in poor taste as compared to be, it being in, like, the movie. Like a CGI, because that's, yeah. that's what it would be if it, if yeah, it was a exactly. movie. I would actually enjoy it in comic book form, kind of a throwback to old, like, 60s and 70s comics that Stanley wrote and were edited, where, mm-hmm. you know, you just get, like, a little introduction to various sillier comics with, like, Stanley's, you know, doing a little thought bubble opening before the comic starts. That would be actually pretty fun, I think. And also, like, it'd be fine for them to use it for the purpose of selling, like, you know, Marvel-related merchandise. Maybe some Stanley Pop Funkos, maybe some yeah. you know Stanley T-shirts, whatever. But yeah, I agree with Kevin. Like putting him in a CGI role in a movie, like you know Peter Cushing as Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, I wouldn't like that. It wouldn't feel as fun because it's just not really him popping up in the yeah, movies. I agree, Brandon. I mean, when Stanley showed up in Into the Spider Verse, did anybody really mind it? But I mean, is there court? He recorded that when he was alive. Yeah, I was just going to say, he was alive oh, he when did? he recorded Okay, that, yeah. Yeah, that, take back that point. Kind of weird. That wasn't um, a computer program. Yeah, God. that was real. I believe his last appearance was Endgame before he passed. Yes, in the 1970s military base. Yes. Yeah, he gets a little quick cameo there. But no, honestly, like I don't think it's the right thing to do. I think there are other creative ways that they could still pay homage to him. And not like, in like a CGI but, form. You don't need it. Yeah. Like it capping off in uh endgame is kind of perfect. Yeah. Hold on. Guys, is this like a, a, a there was an idea first? Did all four of us literally just agree on the same thing? And I tried not to. You really it's did. Rare. It's rare that we well, Brent Brent, do you agree that it's okay for him for them to use him for comics and merchandise? I mean, I'm gonna put it to you like this: people are buying stuff with Kobe Bryant's face on it still. That's so, true. Like, hmm, That's yeah. very right, true. So I guess we're all in agreement. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. This Good is like a, a, a there was an idea first, and it'll probably never ever happen again. So enjoy it while you can. Not for many more podcasts. <laughs> we'll oh, see man. what Marvel does with that likeness. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right, guys, next topic. It just came out, actually, literally a couple hours ago. Marvel is in active development of a Disney Plus Daredevil series starring Charlie Cox. We're not sure if it's going to be like a reboot, quote unquote, or if it's going to be a continuation of the Netflix series. I guess that information will come out, you know, as we get closer to whenever it premieres, but it's now official. This is something that's going to probably happen within the next couple of years. What do we think about this? Super excited. I mean, I love Daredevil in general, and I love the Daredevil Netflix show. So great. I hope it's just a straight up reboot, but not like an origin story. Cause we've already seen Matt Murdock and, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home. I just want something new with it, not bound by the lore of the Netflix show, but also, you know, we, we're, we're continuing in an, from a standpoint of we already know who these characters are. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they get some of the other characters back. Like they get, you know, the actor who played Foggy or the actor who played Karen back for the show. Yeah, that will be interesting. Kev, Brandon, any thoughts on Daredevil? 
I mean, I agree with Tim. Very excited for it. I think I'm very more curious on if it would be a reboot or a continuation. Reference, yeah, like kind of reference what happened, but also just moving on from it. And also, like, what's like, how dark will this show be? Because like the Daredevil Netflix show, the third season was very dark. It was. It was, it was great. I mean, the third season it was, was fantastic. But yeah, considering it's gonna be on Disney, I'm like, how dark are they gonna go with this yeah. show? Yeah, I hope we at least get some kind of like cool fight scenes the way we did in a Netflix show, like you know oh, the, the hallway fight scene, scene with the prison yeah. fight scene from season three. Yeah, that was we great. could get something similar to that. That'd be great. Honestly, like it all depends for me because like the excitement over Daredevil, I almost worry that they're gonna moon night it where it's its own separate thing versus anything connected. I know they're leaning towards that connected thing, but I'm also worried that we're gonna get like too much of an origin or reset when like i almost kind of want them to ed norton the hulk it where they pseudo admit what happened happened but we can view it in like the multiverse of madness kind of situation where like similar things happened in this universe but like they were still emphatically different enough that we don't have to see this exact same faces like do we need the same karen page that we saw no but do we need a Karen page? Sure. Do we need the exact same Foggy? Sure. But I want to see them do something just different enough that it makes sense fully when it hits this particular universe. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I do too, It's actually. almost like a soft reboot. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's almost like, you know, how they introduced Spider-Man in uh, Cap Civil War. It's like, we know you guys know who Spider-Man is generally, but this is going to be like a little bit, you know, our own thing. So, yeah, we could do it that way. And we didn't necessarily need to see him get bit by a spider again, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, we don't need to see a flashback to, you know, Daredevil as a kid getting the radioactive waste or whatever. You're getting blinded, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I love to see Charlie Cox, Daredevil, Vincent D'Onofrio, Kingpin interacting together and scenes together. Definitely. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Definitely. Now, guys, I know this is, you know, we, we got a couple other things to talk about, but real quick, you guys hope to eventually see Marvel under the guise of Kevin Feige because he was not involved in any of the Netflix stuff. Do you want to see a potential, you know, reboot of the Defenders eventually? Because I kind of do. I think that, you know, that had such potential to be really cool and it was pretty much a letdown. But I think under the guise of Kevin Feige, we all trust Kevin Feige and, and I'm hoping that we can see that. But what are your guys' thoughts on potentially doing that down the line? I'm good. I actually yeah. I actually think the Defenders was actually not the greatest one, but I'm completely okay if they never do another soft reboot of that or anything like that for the Netflix the Disney Plus shows or that with Daredevil coming on now. I don't necessarily want a reboot of each of those individual shows. I would like to see some of those characters return. Like, I thought Luke Cage was incredible. I thought Jessica Jones was amazing. Yeah. And I know I you, thought we, Iron you hated Fist Iron was Fist. complete trash. But <laughs> you hated Iron Fist. <laughs> it, I, I did. Like, uh, Most people did. I actually thought it was okay. But, I did too, know. Tim, actually. Well, I'm with you on this How does it feel to be wrong, Tim? <laughs> I know, I know that I probably am wrong with that, but I just love. It's Jessica, not probably. Stop, stop trying to Henrik. gussy this up. It's just you're wrong. It's a terrible. Jessica Henwick as Colleen Wing was pretty cool. She was uh, good. Yeah, uh, she that. was very good. But so Tim, what did you what do you think about a potential defenders down the line? I'm not excited about that idea. I mean, like Brandon, I would like to see Luke Cage and and Jessica Jones involved in the MCU going forward at some point, but. 
you think about like the other superhero team potentials that we've been excited about, you know, in the last couple of years, you know, there's been talk about Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers or Young Avengers or Midnight Suns. These are teams I would much rather see than, than you know, them put some okay. time and effort into the defenders. Yeah. Like if, if we get through all of those other teams that I just mentioned, and they're, we're thinking of what other team ups we could do. Okay, but like, let's get Young Avengers. Let's get yeah. Thunderbolts before we. That's fair. Retread the route of throwing Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist together for whatever reason. Fair enough. Okay. You know, I could agree with that because, like, you know what? They have so many other properties that they will own. Not anything that they they don't need to correct this. No, but Daredevil like, is a. I always thought that it was interesting because Daredevil is a, you know, I don't want to say he's an a, he's definitely not an A-list superhero, but he's, I think he's more well-known than some of the stuff they've, he's more well-known than Moon Knight. He's more well-known than, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I, I you know, I, I'm surprised that they let somebody else kind of take the reins on, on that show. So it doesn't surprise me that they want to at least bring somebody like Daredevil into the MCU and, and be able to use that character in, you know, different properties, you know, like, like there's heavily rumors that uh, Charlie Cox is going to be in the echo show, which makes a lot of sense because Kingpin's yeah, going to be there. So it's like, I, I think that, you know, you want to see some of that where, you know, Daredevil is interacting, you know, like we are, like we saw in Spider-Man no way home. So we want to see some of that, more of that. He's absolutely an A-list street level hero. You know, he's not the kind of guy that they call when the world is at risk, but in terms of New York City street level stuff, it's, yeah. it's Spider-Man number one and Daredevil number two in my yeah. book. And they've done some pretty cool, Tim, I'm sure you know this, being an avid comic fan, they've done some pretty cool crossovers with Spider-Man and Daredevil. So, that you know, that would be something I'd like to see eventually, too, as a, a team up somewhere down the line. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, those, those guys would be, uh, I mean, I've seen a very brief scene in, uh, in yeah. the MCU so far, but I'd love to see more of that. Definitely, definitely. And you know, we've got you know, speaking of lawyers, She Hulk show coming yep, out. I was I just gonna say over there. I was just gonna say that's a great that's a great segue, Tim. So we got three trailers this week, guys, that I wanna kinda touch base on all of them. And Tim, you mentioned one, uh She Hulk, attorney at law. That looks fun. We also got a couple non Marvel ones. We saw The Boys season three has a trailer out now. And then just today, Umbrella Academy season three also aired its first trailer. So we can kind of touch on all of them, but I just wanted to, you know, the, these this is the trailer section of In the News. What, what did we think of it, any and all of these trailers, guys? They all look good. Umbrella Academy looks amazing. Yep. The Boys, Great. I'm sure, is going to be amazing. The trailer looks very good for that, too. Honestly, the She-Hulk trailer, it, it leaves a little bit more open about, like, you know, what is the show actually going to be? I'm thinking it's going to be, like, Allie McBeal with uh, superpowers. Kind so, of. You know, yeah. a, good, a good courtroom dramedy, perhaps. Like, but, maybe like uh, Franklin and Bash. Yeah, like no, Franklin and Bash. Bash. There's nothing good not Franklin and Bash. Maybe Mark Park I've never seen Ali McBeal, so I that that reference completely eluded it, me. It's it's a very white person show. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Brandon, have you, you seen Franklin and you Bash? Seen it? Not 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 that white, Ryan. Oh, okay. But, yeah. But um, <laughs> oh man, the Umbrella Academy trailer got me super yeah. super stoked. That looks I, so I, good. I, it's one of those shows that I think I, I said this in a group text earlier that like you forget about Umbrella Academy when you're talking about some of the best superhero shows, but it really is up there. And definitely, you know, yeah. after the events of season two, it looks like we're going to see them all together in season three for most of the season, which is the best so they can all work off of each other's dynamics. So super stoked. Yeah. 
I agree. Kev, Brandon, any thoughts on any of these trailers? I just loved how after the She-Hulk trailer dropped, people were like crapping on how the CGI looked on it and were like putting like Shrek memes alongside of like how she looked like the like they were like complaining that the I guess the CGI looked bad. I actually thought it didn't look that bad at all. I agree with you. I don't I didn't think it, it looked that fine. Bad. How yeah. do you want your She-Hulk to look? I mean, <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking the same <laughs> thing. Like, um, she's a green uh, skinned lawyer. What do you want? What more do you want? Yeah, it's it's not a comic book or a cartoon. It, it you know she has to be a, a big CGI woman. I, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I'm excited. I'm hoping it's like pretty funny. And leading the ridiculousness, uh, Umbrella Academy, I thought looked really good today. And like you said, Tim, it's one of those shows that like you forget about, like how great of a show it is until you actually like a trailer drops or and you start watching it. And boys, it's just the boys was always just an entertaining as hell show. That yeah. kind of creeped me out because I feel like Homelander is getting like from that trailer. He looks like he's going crazy, and like that's oh, he's yeah. a phenomenal <laughs> villain. He's a great villain. He's a great villain. I put yeah. my about, um, of all the shows right now, I I gotta say I'm I'm the most excited for the boys because it's just gonna go in a direction that like I mean everything's hyping up this everything's been hyping up this season for so long and no one's been disappointed by it and that's just like such a weird place to be in that like everyone's just kind of like prepared to go for a ride so like I know I'm gonna enjoy She Hulk Attorney at Law. I know I'm going to enjoy uh, Umbrella Academy. That's just going to be a fun story uh, to see how everything kind of goes based on where last season ends. But I know I'm going to just be all in on the boys season three. Like it's very much like must watch, probably start my day with that episode when it releases kind of TV for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously we're all going to watch like, to me. It's like, all this stuff, like She Hulk's in August, comes out in August, but I believe The Boys and it's Umbrella Academy, don't the they boys both is come tomorrow, out? In... Right? The 20th? No, that no, was boys, two weeks. Boys and Umbrella Academy are both in, in June. June. I think Boys starts early June and Umbrella Academy is the Late end. June. And then we have it. And I know, you know, this trailer came out a while, but Stranger Things is coming out very soon, too. So the next like month next is going to be crazy, crazy for TV, uh, you know, streaming TV. It's going to be fun. Did you guys have been watching the uh, boys trailer when they showed Soldier Boy and he's like mm-hmm. smashing some dude's head with a, yeah. with the shield? Mm-hmm. Did you get some John Walker vibes from there? Absolutely. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought about, Tim. Exactly what I thought about. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm excited to see what's, what they're going to do with Soldier Boy since he's supposed to be like a crazy Captain America, essentially. Yeah. Should be interesting. So, all right, guys, any other final thoughts on any on this or any of our other in the news topics before we get to our main idea? No, let's get to John Hammond. Okay. Let's get to our main idea then tonight, which is the top five best audience reaction uh, scenes in movies. I guess we're going to be pretty Marvel heavy. Yeah, that's kind of why I went with this as our intro song. Spoiler alert, there are a lot of Marvel movies in our lists. (laughs) All right. So here's kind of... actually hilarious. Cool. Okay. Here's kind of what I'm thinking how we do this, fellas. 
we'll each go in down our list. We'll go from five to one, and we'll we'll compare, contrast because I know there's going to be a bunch that we all have. So let's just start here. Top five. Number five for me is Rocky Four. Rocky beats Ivan Drago. That's that's my Ooh, that's my number the five. Great the choice. Thank Great you. Choice. Thank you. That's where he uh, single-handedly solved U.S.-Russia relations. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I oh. mean, like, we'll just uh, talk about yours, Ryan, real quick, you know. That was great. I love the fight scene in Rocky Four. It's a whole thing. Like, the music's great, and just the whole yeah. battle is great. And it just, is. like, you know, these guys are just slugging each other, you know, almost to the death. And it was just, you can't watch that scene and not want to be, like, working out. You can't be, like, you just have to, like, man... What am I doing with myself? I need to just like do 20 push ups right now. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing with my life if Rocky can defeat the Russians? Very no, good. No, that was a great Fair one. Enough. Thank you. Okay. Anyone else want to share their number five? So, my number five, I'm sure it's not on anybody else's list, but I thought long and hard about, you know, what was a great cheer worthy moment in the experience in theaters. And my number five is. Kylo Ren kills Snoke and fights with Rey against the Imperial Guards in The Last Jedi. It was just such a great surprising moment. And it was just such a cool fight scene, them fighting together. And I thought it was just an amazing thing to experience in theaters. And I remember watching it in theaters and just everyone reacting so positively and cheering for it. And I, I, I think that was great. And I rewatched that, you know, leading up to this and just the whole like Snoke's like, I know that I can sense that Kylo is going to ignite his lightsaber and kill his true enemy. And then he kills Snoke and it was awesome. Now, Tim, my only, I, I, I think that's a good moment. I'm not going to disagree with that. My only counterpoint to you is going to be, isn't it more though, not necessarily of a cheering moment, but to me it's, I, when I thought about that moment, it was more of a like gasp moment. Like, <gasps> Like, like you, people were surprised that, that that happened, you know. And then, yes, eventually when Ray and Kylo were fighting with each other and, and you know, teaming up, that, that definitely cheered. But I think initially it was more of a gasp moment. That's my only comment to that. I think it was a cheer. I think, you know, well, at least I, in, in the theater I watched it in for the first time, it was, it was a cheer. Okay. Um, it was a moment of, like, the crowd being excited that this happened. That were Because, you know, that throne room scene, when it starts, it's just very much a retread of Return of the Jedi. And that's where you're you're led to believe this is going to play out the exact same way. And Kylo and Rey are going to fight. And then Kylo is going to turn and then defeat Snoke then. But no, it it happens very differently. And then even just like the aftermath of that and Kylo Ren being like, forget the Sith, forget the Jedi, which do our own thing. But like the moment of them, of... Her, him turning on Snoke and then them fighting together. That whole action scene is amazing and was very cheerworthy. Okay, I mean, that, I, I, I don't, I don't. Again, I don't disagree. I think I absolutely think it's a moment that at least belongs in the conversation of this list. So uh, I'm good. I, I thought Tim's selection is. I think it's interesting. What's funny is like I have two Star Wars moments on my list actually, and. It is not that. Like, I thought that was a cool moment, but I didn't get the visceral reaction that I got with other moments. Like, it was just Jar-Jar. like... It, hmm? Jar Jar? Yes. Well, I mean, Jar-Jar. who doesn't love Jar Jar? Literally no one. No, not even Jar Jar. I mean, come on, man. Jar Jar doesn't... I, look, like, I, I, do, I, knew, I know it's an unpopular uh, opinion in this group, and it's not even, you know, the, the number one Star Wars moment on my list, because I have another Star Wars moment on mine, too. As do I. But... 
I, and I had another Star Wars moment as an honorable mention. But I think this, for me, number five, I, I rewatched the scene, you know, to make sure that, you know, when I was giving Ryan my list, that I was confident that it, that it wasn't just something that I remembered, that it actually does hold up today. And I think it still does. There. That's good. All right, Kev, Brandon, you want to uh, let's get, well, let's get into your number. I fives. can continue. I can do mine since Go mine ahead. continues down the Star Wars path. Go ahead. And mine was actually when Anakin and Obi Wan were defeated by Count Dooku, who shows up to save the day. The character that we have never seen. Like it's supposed to be the greatest power, like Jedi. Oh, ever. good one, Brandon. This is a good one. I good. I did not think of this I, one, but I I, I think you're that. right about this. Good in, one. In a, in like, a movie that is not necessarily universally liked, this is probably one of the better, probably the best moment in that movie. But we finally get a moment to see Master Yoda break out that lightsaber yep. and go to battle. It changed the game completely. It was something that we never really thought we'd ever see. Didn't realize how badly we might have wanted it, though, because he was amazing. It was still some such a cool moment to just take that iconic weapon and put it into one of the most iconic Star Wars characters' hands and see him go to town with it. It was fantastic. I'm going to have to be the contrarian on this and say that I don't think that's a great Star Wars moment. Because oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, dis- kind of, I disagree. I think it absolutely I, I, I don't, I don't love Yoda film. flipping around while he fights Count Dooku. And, and the main reason is because of the character of Yoda himself and what we saw in the original trilogy where he talks about, you know, warriors not make one great and he's just this kind of surprising little you know thing and what uses the force in, in powerful ways it, i never thought of yoda as a lightsaber guy and i didn't really need to see him flipping around using a lightsaber and it's just weird because you know he he's walking around like almost crippled you know like with his cane then he all of a sudden breaks all that out and then he kind of goes back to being oh geez i took a lot of me my cane again <laughs> Would you prefer if it wasn't a CGI Yoda, but it was a puppet Yoda, Yoda flipping all around? <laughs> I would have preferred would the puppet Yoda just shows up and, and, and uh, maybe just uses the Force. There was a weird leading up to the lightsaber thing, too, where they're just both using their Force powers. and like, oh, I guess our Force powers are equal. Better time to use, time to use our lightsabers, I guess. I don't know. And also, uh, that movie... Uh, well, yeah, I, and I'm not disagreeing. Not talking about the movie, yeah, the movie no, itself. I know, I know. But if you let I go, I don't, I don't think it added anything to the story. I don't think it was like, you know, a culmination of, of anything important or anything. I don't know. I didn't. I, I don't know. I, I'm just See, being but, the but Tim, Tim, it's not how it advanced. Like these moments aren't necessarily how things aren't necessarily about how they advance the franchise, but how did it make you feel in that particular moment? And I would wager to bet like nine out of 10 people would agree with this, that like, oh my God, Yoda wielding a lightsaber? What? Like, that's amazing. I think I'm probably the one in 10 that, that just says, what? 
Yeah, Brand, I'm with you. Yeah, I, like, to me, this is this is a great moment because yeah. it, it almost further brings in the, the lore and the 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 mystique of Yoda and just like he's the most powerful Jedi. Oh yeah, by the way, he can just you know be badass with a lightsaber too. I I'm with you. I I think this is a good one. I really do. I, I think, think of Yoda as powerful because he's wise, as opposed to powerful because he's you know has physical prowess. So you know that's just me. Okay. Is one of your top five, Tim, Kylo Ren shirtless? Is that your number one? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's, let's, let's see what you got on yeah, your Kev, what's your, what's your number five? So, uh, number five. My number five, I was going back and forth on how should we rank these, but Brandon would appreciate this. My number five is in the first Jurassic Park where the raptors are attacking them at the end. Who comes out to save them? The T-Rex. Oh, yeah. This was in my honorable mention list, actually. Yeah, that's a good like, moment, too. I, I agree with that. that. I was going back and forth on what would be... Like, they're all yeah. great, but... That's that a good scene, moment. I still mm-hmm. think, is just... You don't see it coming. When the T-Rex comes out of nowhere to save them, phenomenal scene. Yeah. And then, like... I, I completely agree that it's a great moment. That's a good that, one. That's bad. And that then with the banner falling... Four, sir. That's your oh. number four? That's your number four. That's nice. Number four. Nice. Okay. So, so that's our first repeat. And I know as we get into the number, you know, as we get to the, 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 you know, later down on the list, I know we're going to have a lot of repeats, but that's a good, that's a really good one. I love when I like the that banner one, falls with the yeah. end while he's roaring. It says when dinosaurs ruled the yeah. world. Yep. That is, that's <laughs> awesome. It's yeah. like, you know, it's great too. It's like, you don't, well, obviously the T-Rex was not a hero earlier in the movie. No. Antagonist, but like at the end, like you see that happen. You just like, you know, yeah, cheer, clap. It was great. Absolutely. He's always an anti-hero. Yeah. He's yeah. been like the anti-hero yeah. throughout the entire series. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But that, mm. that was a really awesome scene. Unexpected. And like, you don't realize, it's one of the scenes where you don't realize how much you wanted it until you actually see it. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely really cool. Yeah. I agree with oh, that. Yeah. Cool. All right. So let's just recap here real quick. Number five for me, it's uh, Rocky Four when Rocky beats Ivan Drago. For Tim, it was, Tim, sorry, for, uh, refresh my memory. Oh, it was Kylo Ren kills. All right, Kylo Ren kills Snoke. Fight together. Yep, Uh, Brandon. It's Master Yoda in Attack of the Clones when he battles Count Dooku. uh, When we see the first time with his lightsaber, and Kevin, it is Jurassic Park when the T Rex helps the helps the people and uh, battle some raptors. Cool. All right, and Brandon, that's your. We already have spoiler. That's Brandon's number four. So we're already starting number four, Brandon. We already we already we did that. So Tim, then I'll go with you next. What is your number four? So my number four, I don't know if it's on anyone else's list, but I, I just, I've been thinking about it. Oh, and, and, and it always, it always comes back to this is an amazing moment. And I love it so much. It's from back to the future when the DeLorean travels back to 1985. So that whole sequence where mm. Doc is setting up the cables up to the clock tower, uh, up to the street where Marty's got to go at the exact right moment to mm-hmm. uh, get to 19, you know, it so that his DeLorean is powered with 1.21 gigawatts electricity. You know, I rewatched that earlier tonight, just uh, preparing for the podcast. And I was like, you know, the whole thing where Marty's car doesn't work at first and then, you know, it, and it works. And then the, the electrical cable goes out and docks like slides down from the clock tower to put it in at the last second. And you have the amazing score by Alan Silvestri having this culmination of everything in the movie. And it was just, it's just an amazing moment. And it's my favorite of the entire back to the future trilogy. I like that one. I think that's a great one. And back to the future is, is a good, you know, definitely, you know, in the eighties, one of the better, you know, 
great sci-fi yeah. movies. So I'm with you on that. That's good. Very I mean, accurate. Back to the Future, you could have had so many oh. moments. You knew, George punching uh, Biff out is a is a great. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one too. The hoverboard sequence in the future from Part Two, you know. But for me, it, it it always goes back to how great that scene was of the DeLorean travel. Definitely back to the future. good one. All right, Kev, what's your number four? My number four is from Rocky Two. Oh, okay, actually, here I have this one for you. Ready? All right, I'm gonna All play right. this one. This is Kevin's number four. And I just want to say thanks to Apollo for fighting me, Apollo. I want to thank thank Mickey for training me. I love you too. Most of all, I want to thank God. Except for my kid being born. It's the greatest night in the history of my life. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I That's a great one, Kevin. I still get like Rocky Two in general is just continuation from Rocky, and I was going back and forth between that, either the stairway scene from Rocky One, but yeah. as far as like scenes that still give me like not like goosebumps, but just cheerworthy, like the whole scene at the end, him them climbing up the ropes with the ten count, and then him winning. Ah, mm-hmm. that's I actually my favorite it. ending of a Rocky movie. I agree. That, that could, whole, could that, definitely of, agree. Of like the, the final fight scene, I yeah. love that one. So yeah, good, so much. Yeah. It's just such an iconic line, too. Everyone knows either the stairway scene or the line. That I think that's my number one Rocky moment. I, I would say, "Yo, Adrian, I did it." That's what I when I think of Rocky. That's yeah. one of the. That's probably the first thing that comes into my mind, honestly. Brandon, you, you, you disagree? It's it, honestly like I'm just sitting there thinking. Like as that was going on, I was sitting there like, "Man, that is that is a really really good moment." Like. I haven't watched Rocky two specifically in a minute, but like it has some phenomenal, phenomenal moments in it. Yeah. And like one of my, like, and this is very unpopular opinion, but I thoroughly enjoyed Rocky three, especially like one of my favorite moments is the, well, end. why is that unpopular? Rocky I also enjoyed Rocky three. If you're the Rocky five, that that's unpopular, but Rocky uh, three, I, 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 I feel like people get like, Give me a lot of flack for liking Rocky Three, but uh, well, you're you not getting flack. You say from your me. favorite moment is Apollo and Rocky jumping around on the beach. Then, then okay, that's not, <laughs> not the best. Right? That's I, the hope best that, I hope that's not your number one. Although I say that's the no. best ending to a Rocky movie was uh, was Rocky Three. Exactly, yeah. that's the best yeah, ending like, I, to a I Rocky love movie. That moment so much. Fun. Yeah, oh, like the Joe final Adrian. final scene. Yeah, that yeah. Final yeah, moment of them punching each other. Uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah, that's good. Man, yeah. I'm surprised at this point in the list. Uh, Rocky is tied with uh, Star Wars as a franchise for, for most repeats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did not see that coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 we, we all agreed that they should be on there. Like nobody disagreed that either of those moments should yeah, not be on this on this list. Yeah. So yeah, both Star Wars moments yeah. got some uh, contrarian opinions, <laughs> but we all agreed on Rocky. We all agree on Rocky. Yeah. All right, so we got Brandon's, we got Tim's, we got Kevin's, so that leaves me. I'm going to play a clip from this movie, and I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll explain after this. Here's here's my number four. Let's pick one target. Right. And we take them off the board one at a time. Now you got it. Okay, Peter one, Peter two. Peter two. Peter three. Peter three. All right, let's do this. Let's Ready? Wait, 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 wait. 
I love you guys. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's do this. My my number four is is that basically that whole scene. I just wanted to play a little clip from that scene, but that whole scene, that whole fight scene with Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. I just think that that's just amazing. And, and, you know, in the theater that I was in, when I saw it, people cheered like the whole freaking time. So I, I had to give it to that. So for me, that's number four. That's actually my number three. Oh, is it really? Oh, not there we bad, go. Bad, but like when they actually come in. Oh, 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 like when, uh, with Ned, yeah, that's that part. In. Okay, I, yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, guys, any thoughts on either of those two? My I, number four, Kev's number I three. I thought that that was a. I thought that that was a very good scene. I enjoyed that scene immensely. But a top five, I cannot give it. Okay, that's fine. Oh, someone agree with Brandon because I ha- actually had in my honorable mention uh, the part where Andrew Garfield saves uh, MJ as a, an honorable mention, uh, as a specific thing, but like. The overall, like, three Spider-Men together, fantastic. But I don't have that as a top cheer-worthy moment. And I get it. Like, you know, it was awesome. And it was very cool to see that, especially for the first time. But, yeah, I mean, like, it, it definitely deserves to be in the conversation, but not on my top five list. Okay, that's fine. Works. All right, so, again, we'll do a recap. Mine was Spider-Man No Way Home with the final fight scene with the three Spider-Men. Kevin's was Rocky uh, Two with Yo Adrian. I did it. Tim's. Tim, I forgot yours again. Why? Man, you're just not caring about anything <laughs> I have to say tonight, Ryan. Fair enough. Oh, it was DeLorean goes back to oh, DeLorean. Back yeah. to the future. So I just think, I I look at you and I'm like, why can't out, I remember? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to say anything. I'm so I, sorry. Great. I'm yeah. so sorry. No, R- R- Ryan is just tearing me down by just Tim, I don't remember. I don't remember what you said. my job easy today. Like, I'm, I just got to be here. Oh, man. And then, uh, I'll, just, Brand- I'll just put mine in the chat so that you can refer to it that way, Ryan. Okay. Well, here's, I'll remember yours because the next three of your mine are all the same. And then, uh, Brandon, yours was the same as Kevin's number five, which was the T-Rex from Jurassic Park help with the Raptors. All right. So that's a recap of our top five and then our, and our number fives and our number fours. So now let's get to number threes. Kevin, you already started with this. Your number three, not exactly the same as my number four, but a similar, you know, same movie. We're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. And, you know, we disagree, but I'll go Brandon next. Brandon, what is your number three? My number three, a little bit of an odd cheer moment, but for me, like, it was just such a crazy, cool moment that like I felt it was worthy of this list. And I know I might catch some flack on it, but mine was Darth Vader appearing in Rogue One towards the end. You know oh. what? I'll give you that one because that is such a cool scene. I, I agree with you on that one. Like yeah. never felt such fear for that character as I did in that moment. And it was just Definitely. so good. Like and he just mowed everybody red, down the yeah. red lightsaber. And then just with authority tearing through the yep. whole ship by himself. It was just like, everybody knew what the deal was. And they were just like, it was very much like someone turns and looks at the camera and just says, run. Cause like, there's nothing more you could do. And that was a character you did not expect to see in this film. And it just capped it off into this, one of the best side 
Star Wars stories that they've ever done. Definitely. I agree yeah. with that. I think that's good. Yeah. As much as I didn't want to see lightsaber in a Star Wars movie, I was completely okay with that. Like another light, you know what I mean? Like I wanted to do one movie without the lightsaber, but that entire scene, I think was the first time that showed how terrifying Vader really is. Yeah, it really was. Another Star Wars movie really did that. Yeah. I think. And that that scene. was the first one that did it. Yes. And that scene showed you like, oh, wow. Like, you know, this is what people in the Star Wars universe viewed him as like this just horrifying yeah. menacing figure and that showed that I, I agree with you kev i think that that's yeah. fantastic yeah i think going into that movie i was hoping that we wouldn't see a lightsaber but then we saw it in that scene and i was like my god that was amazing yeah and you know normally you wouldn't think a villainous moment could get a cheer worthy moment but they this worked yeah this worked really well for that well, so and- uh great choice brandon uh and Definitely. yeah with like to see the terror in the rebel troopers, you know, eyes yeah. when like oh. is it all happening and this yeah, it's almost like a horror movie at that point. Yeah. It's it, really it, good. It was. And like the thing about it was that like you felt so bad, but you wanted it too. I know, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, like, That's a great yeah, point, like, Brandon. And That's like a Ryan great said, point. this is why people throughout the galaxy fear Darth yeah. Vader. This is huh. like the best on screen you know, portrayal of, of explaining why. Yeah. And Tim and Kevin, I know you guys said about the lightsaber. You didn't want to necessarily see it. I, I'm more of the opinion. It's got to make sense, right? Like I'll give you an example real quick of where, where there was a lightsaber and it didn't make any sense. And that was in solo at the end yeah. where the lightsaber we got was Darth Maul over a calm igniting his lightsaber Oh, it didn't make any sense and didn't need to happen. That to me is like, okay, that's over the top. We don't need that. But this was something that made sense in the story and it was a badass moment. I have, I have no problem with it at all. Yeah, that solo scene, it's like, first of all, the person you know who you're talking to knows you're Darth Maul. <laughs> exactly. so you don't have to show him that you're Darth Maul because you have a lightsaber. Yeah. But too, like, you're doing this via hologram, but you like, <laughs> you're trying to be like, hey, I have a exactly. I'll kill you if you don't do what I it want. It doesn't make any it's, sense in, in, at all. It's really just to be like, the, so the audience who is confused would be like, oh, I guess this is Darth Maul. I guess that's Darth Maul, exactly. But it still it was dumb and it didn't make it, any it, sense. It, he might as well just have like winked into yeah. the camera. Like after you like lit it up, like, <laughs> yeah. It's me, Darth. It's me, Darth. All right. Um, great choice. Yes, very good choice. So that's, that's t- Tim and choice. Kevin's, or I'm sorry, Brandon and Kevin's. Tim, yours and mine are actually the same. You and I had a very similar list, at least in our top three. And I have I have a clip from it, so let's play. I'll play it and we can we can discuss. Use the force, Luke. He's all right, fellas. R2, no! You may fire when ready. Command his primary ignition. Thank <laughs> you. 
And the Death Star explodes. The end. So great. But yeah, so yeah. Tim, yours and mine is the same in number three, and that is Luke destroying the Death Star in A New Hope. Now, normally, Ryan, when you play a clip that long, it feels, it feels too long. But I would say, for that uh, <laughs> whole sequence, it's perfect. It is. Everything mm-hmm. about that is so great. Every, yeah. Like, so many memorable lines just in that sequence. It's just like, you know, you may fire and ready. You, you know, yeah. Luke. You use the force. Just, right. I lost R two, and just you know. I have you now with with Vader. Yeah, yeah. It's so great, it, and it's a culmination of that whole movie, and just this one moment of Luke being the hero, and it's just it's one of the most memorable moments in cinema history, and yeah. it just it's so yeah. it's so epic. Even though we were too young to obviously to experience that in theaters when it first came out. You have to imagine that like people go nuts. But that. but t- exactly. But Tim, even when I was so like I, when I was very young, obviously when I first saw Star Wars, my dad showed it to me. When I wa- rewatched this clip in preparing for this episode, like to me, when it, it gave me all the like, I, I got those goosebumps again. I got the, you know what I mean? Like it's such a just just historic, you know, moment that spawned an entire universe. Because George Lucas wasn't sure that there was going to be an Empire Strikes Back. There wasn't going to wasn't sure there was going to be a Return of the Jedi or any of the other spinoffs and or prequels or sequels that ended up coming to pass this could have been the end and man if it was what an ending it was so i think it had to be on the list absolutely and the john williams score obviously oh yeah i mean that's just epic absolutely epic brandon kev any thoughts it's it's hard to argue against this like i mean there are just so many great star wars moments and this one's such a classic that like my only thing would be is it a true number three or could we argue it back a little further but i don't know like it's just it is a very very good moment to me it's it's the most cheer worthy star wars moment not the best star wars moment you know the best obviously goes to empire strikes back ending oh yeah of course you're not cheering for that you're for this you're shocked yeah yeah like, like we've already had on this list, you know, some differing opinions about, you know, various Star Wars moments, but I think we can all get behind as, as a Star Wars collective how great Luke yeah. flung up the first Death Star really Absol- was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, I got to give an honorable mention moment to a Star Wars, an overlooked Star Wars moment. Go ahead, Brandon. Chewie finally getting his medal. <laughs> that, was, that was at the end of A New Hope. That was a good one, too. I mean, he didn't get it in A New Hope. I thought he got it. Oh no, you're right. He didn't get it in New Hope. That's he right. Did not get he just was standing there. All right, fair enough. So anyway, you know, my man, my man earned it. Your man too. Anyone else? All right, so let's recap here. Tim, you and my number three were the same. Tim, I remembered. See, 
There you go. Okay. <laughs> you had to think about your own. I, I know you weren't listening while I was talking about Not it. Not at all, no. Um, what did you say? Yeah, no, go ahead. You remember, yeah. <laughs> so our number three was Luke blowing up the Death Star in A New Hope. Kevin's number three was the introduction of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man No Way Home. And Brandon's number three was uh, Darth Vader's cameo scene in Rogue One, which was phenomenal. I, so far, I, this, I think this has been a great list. So let's move on to number two. Now, three of us have the same one and I, Kevin I don't I don't think you have this so I'll let you go before I do this but what's your number two I'm gonna make it audible okay are you are you gonna switch to ours well my number one is gonna probably be what your guys number yeah two. all of us have probably the same number one uh, but go ahead my original two was the Death Star blowing up okay but I'm gonna do an audible with Terminator 2 oh. when T-800 uh, blew up the T-1000 and goes, hasta la vista, baby. Okay. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a very good that's one. Like, yeah. I, I, to be in the I, conversation. Definitely. I think it definitely deserves to be in the conversation. Very iconic. And obviously, I didn't see any theaters, but I'm assuming that was a good... Like, Cheer-worthy cheer moment. moment. Yeah. Cheer-worthy moment. No, that's a good one. That that's a very good one. Go. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. Definitely, yeah. definitely at least belongs in the conversation, no doubt. Kev Brand, any yeah. thoughts on that? I can't say anything bad about that. That is such a great moment. Yeah. Like again, hasta la vista, baby. Like yeah, it's such an iconic one, line. One could argue that when the T one thousand is dying in the like, what do you call it? Was the lava? Like, the like lava thing. Metal, like that metal it's it's thing. like it's more horrifying than anything. This is like it's <laughs> true. Dreams and is he <laughs> shifting shapes and everything like that? But the whole scene overall, it's just awesome yeah awesome. yeah yep good all right so brandon tim and mine i believe brandon here's what i think it is number two i think it's the same as tim and mine it might be all right well i'm gonna play i'm gonna play this and you just tell me if it if it's yours i have this now this is a i found this i thought this was cool this is what we were actually discussing this is a theater reaction to this moment so th this is fun so here i'll play this one number two Yeah, sorry. I yeah. It's it's Captain America when he wields Mjolnir. Captain America when he wields Mjolnir in Avengers Endgame. So my number one's different then. It is, but that's it. But I think partly why I thought it was cool with the with the cheers, but you probably can't hear it because of all the cheering. But that that was a literal crowd reaction to that scene. But that's Tim and my brain. That's your number two as well. My number two is actually different. Oh, okay. So that's Tim and my number two. Is Cap is, wielding Mjolnir? So, spoiler alert for me, that that ended up being like, and I, I struggled with it for number one, but like that was closer to that for me. My number two is actually Why So Serious. Ah, Dark Knight. As a cheerworthy moment? 
Yeah, like it was. I mean, it's the first time we got Joker back in theaters in such a long time. And do you guys remember how much we were not excited for heartthrob Heath Ledger to be such a serious, iconic character that when he did that and how it was just like, yo. I don't think anyone cheered for that moment, Brandon. No, which, why so serious? Like, like one of which story? Like when, because he's like does it a couple yeah. of times. So, yeah. uh, apologies. The bank heist. Here you go, Brandon. Why so serious? <laughs> That's one of the times that he why so serious. Yeah. But just like so that, that during the, the bank, bank heist. Well, that that was during the mob. That one I just played was during the mob scene. I thought he said why so serious during the mob scene. Did you do I mean, during the bank heist, like when he, he did the reveal that it was he was there during the bank heist, he did not. No, he did not. He said, no. "What what doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger." Stranger, and then he, okay. yeah. and then he does the 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 gas thing. Yeah. So so Brandon Brandon's uh, number two is just the entirety of Heath Ledger's performance. <laughs> it's wrong. Entirety. All right. Well, you know what? I'm gonna go with this that th- with Thor then at my number two and change my number one. You mean with Cap? Just created Mjolnir. Yes, because that was such a cool moment, like something that you had alluded to, something you hoped you were going to get to see, and just like... I never even imagined we'd actually see it. I mean, yeah. it was, obviously they like teased it in Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah, I was actually going to bring that Cap up. Was, yeah, yeah. It's a whole, it's a, there was a great scene in Age of Ultron, probably the best scene in that whole movie, was when they're all goofing around being like, okay... Well, who's worthy of picking up Mjolnir, and you know who, who's worthy of ruling Asgard and having the power of Thor? And everyone tries, and everyone fails, obviously. Except when when Cap does it, it kind of moves a little bit. Yeah. And then and Cap just is like very polite and says like, "Oh, I can't do it." But we find out Endgame, he really could. He he was worthy. Now, so do we think he could? He knew he could do it in Ultron, and just didn't want to like. Yeah. Upset oh, yeah, Thor. You want to show Thor yeah, up. Show, He's yeah. very polite. Captain yeah. America is the best person. So, so he started to move up. it, realized he could, and said, "Okay, I'm done. I'm done." Exactly. I'm gonna go okay. have that some just, milk. That was so great when Thor says, in, in the in the moment we're talking about, and when Cap actually was Mjolnir, he's like, "I knew it," because he knew mm-hmm. that, that Thor agreed that Cap could do it, and he did. And then it just seemed—I yeah. like, never expected him to actually see that, and that was crazy. And I think that was just a, like like the crowd reacting oh in the clip. God. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. That's how the cra- the crowd was when we saw that. Yeah. 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 And then honestly, just like just even adding to that, like the whole fact that they were doing the uh, the back and forth, like at the end of Age of Ultron, when they were just like, so if we put the hammer in an elevator and the elevator lifts it, is the elevator worthy? <laughs> elevator's yeah. not worthy. <laughs> just yeah. that whole thing, like the whole aspect of the type of person it takes to be worthy of Mjolnir. And like seeing and, Cap get that was just so satisfying. Yeah, and it's like, just cool too to see that like Cap's like you not know, even holding it, but like he's like swinging it around. He's like throwing it, coming back to him. He's getting the power of lightning and using it against yeah. Thanos. It was he's so cool. mastering it. Yeah, yeah, he, it, it all comes naturally to him. Yeah, he, yeah, he's worthy of the power of Thor. Yeah, he is. It was just a great moment. Like, oh, I I love that scene overall that was amazing absolutely all right so we'll recap number two here fellas brandon i mean brandon you still want to go with uh your no, original one 
Okay. I changed it. All right. So, so Tim Brandon and I all had the same one, which is Cap wielding Mjolnir in Avengers Endgame. And Kevin's was a little different. His was uh, Terminator, Hasta La Vista baby scene. That was a good one as well. I think you uh, hit the nail on the head there. So, all right, guys. I'm almost positive this scene is all of our number one. Well, no, actually, Brandon, I don't know if you're... No, you want to go first? What's your number one? I believe it's in, I think, the Alan Silvestri score Portals. Yeah, uh, the yeah okay, then it is the yeah. same. And all the right. fact that yep. you all know what I'm talking about. Yep. Okay. Yep, sure we do. Tim, like, amazing Tim I have a longer, I have a long clip, but we can talk while the clip is going. So I know you hate long clips, well, but really. I'm going to well, play well. it anyway because I, I already got it. So I want to play it. Here I is to the portal song all the time. Here is, I found this really, really cool rock cover. Of it is. Portal, oh, I, did I'll you really? Oh, I got. I got to check that out. But yeah, here it is, guys. Really awesome. Avengers Endgame, number one, cheerworthy moment. On your left. This whole thing, when I remember seeing this, I just like, I almost cried. I was so happy. Yeah. There's so many great moments within this giant. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Just in build up alone. I know. And this score too. Yeah. Um, It's amazing. It's this great remix of like, you know, the Avengers theme, but adding this hopefulness and like, this time to cheer. Like, this is a time to cheer. Uh-huh. You know what makes this scene, besides the obvious, look at Cap's face of just relief. Ex- I totally agree with you, Kev. Like, I think the up. same thing. He was ready to die. He was. He knew, he knew it, too. He strapped a broken shield on his arm and it said, I'm going. I, I, I'm not running. I'm fighting. It's just so- a sign of, like, relief and, like, like, you get it. You know what I mean? This is, like, this, it feels like... This is the only music I could play for like a 22 film. Yeah. Like, culmination leading up to it. Just yeah. epic. I like every time I hear this song, like you, you can't help but just be like, "This is Smile. it." Yeah. This is this is the. Movie. I get I get goosebumps every time I hear it too. I think after we saw that in theaters, I was just like, "Let me see if this scene is on YouTube." So I can rewatch <laughs> this one scene. Is that everyone? You want it more? <laughs> just everyone is like, yeah, it's like, you know, black pants that comes back. And then it's like, the Stephen Strange, and it's the Guardians, and then it's Spider Man, yeah. and it's even more of a Spider Man, and you know, Spider Man. Alright, here, guys, we gotta, we gotta hear this. Goosebumps every single time I hear that. I like, always remember oh when my god! Saw in the theaters, like <laughs> when he said the first line, the entire theater was just <gasps> silent, just waiting for him to finish it, and it, it, the whole theater, I think, erupted and just like yeah. Well, and he did kind of know he was gonna say it at some point because they teased it in Ultron at the end when he went Avengers, <gasps> and then they and then they hit to hit to the credits. So you're like, all right, this is coming at some point. You knew that. 
But the fact that they waited until this movie at that moment to do it. Oh. And, you know, in the comics, it's just like, you know, so many Avengers comics, it's the big splash page, you know, yeah. two pager scene of like all a bunch of heroes assembling together. And then Cap will, whoever's leading the Avengers at that moment will say it. But Avengers like, assemble. It up to yeah. this moment to yeah. show how important this moment was. Well, and then to add to yeah. it, he says Avengers assemble while he's calling for Mjolnir. I mean, it's like, yeah. you, I don't yeah, know how I don't more, know. I don't know. How you could get more epic than that. And how those two scenes bleed Boiler, into each other. Yeah, I know. Like, this is by far the best like sequence in movie history. Absolutely. At least. Absolutely. It's definitely cheerworthy. Definitely. Oh. I mean, it's you no know, Ezra Miller going to the speed force. <laughs> I know. I can't believe that nobody had the speed force. <laughs> really? I know. I was kind of like wondering if that Brandon, was going to be the case. Have, you didn't have any Snyder so scenes. Moments. Like it was rough. It was no hunter showing up, right? <laughs> you, you didn't just oh, put God. the scene where Cyborg makes a, a big pile of money in, in his mind. Or part of it. Joker, we live in a society. Yeah, man. We're all <laughs> or or the Icelandic girl that. singing. <laughs> oh, my God. The Icelandic girl singing was my number seven. Oh, wow. Okay. I was hoping we would expand. Top seven? Was, uh, <laughs> was your top, was your number 10 Joker offering to give Batman a reach around? <laughs> Yeah, that was part of that movie. That was part that of that was movie. Part of that, movie. That, was, that was the exact dialogue of that movie. Oh my god! But all right, I think we're getting too much into the Snyder Sodes and not enough into Endgame. But so. that whole scene, Portals. that portal. Oh god, it still gives me goosebumps. To this day, yeah, Kevin. When I when I pulled that clip, I'm like sitting there watching, and I Tim, I even said to you, I'm like, Tim's gonna hate this. It's so long. He's gonna load this. Oh well. But I thought that I was like, you know, we have to play this. I can't not play it. Because it was a because like you were waiting for him to say it all these years. I know. And the, I and know. the payoff was phenomenal. It was I very. Mean, it was the payoff of twenty two interconnected yeah. movies, and it like it was one of the things I was most worried about. It was like, is this really going to pay off the way that you know we've been kind of been promised over the years? Yeah. And it ever since Avenger, the first Avengers movie. And my God, and it, it, and did. it paid off. Yeah, it, it exceeded it by far. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, without question. Like. I would put that as probably that's going to go down as probably a, a very iconic movie moment in general. Yeah, the Avengers assemble like it, like it's history. I know like history, like people can view superhero movies how they want to view it, but it's like as far as like cinematic masterpieces go, scene wise, I'm like that's phenomenal. Without question. I mean, in pop culture history, you know, 20 years from now, it'll probably be the same as like Luke blowing up the Death Star in terms oh, of yeah. you know, just like the yeah. thing that like everyone knows from a pop culture standpoint. That's going to be ours. This is our Death Star. Yeah, yeah I, was, I yeah. think so because I and I remember talking to my dad, like him remembering where he was, what theater he was at, you know, when not not the Death Star, but like uh, that and, and or the scene with Luke and you know, you you I am your father. Like those are the types of stuff you remember. I yeah, I agree with you. I think I think we're all going to remember the snap, and I think as our as our Empire Strikes Back moment, and I think we're all going to remember this as our blowing up the Death Star moment. Absolutely. Yeah, right. totally. I'll I always wait. remember watching that movie with you guys. Absolutely, yeah, I know that was great. Night. That was I, I'm always gonna remember. I was in Italy. And I texted Ryan <laughs> when I had Wi-Fi to make sure we got the tickets. Yep, yeah. yep, you did. That you're like, hey man, uh, I'm in Italy right now, but did we get Endgame tickets? Yeah, I'm surrounded by all this like you know amazing art. I'm just sitting there. Picking, oh no, no, Endgame tickets. <laughs> and I need to know if we got them. I think I'm most excited for like to see like our children. Just see if they have the same reaction we have to have them like when they're older to build up. Like 
I see how they would pay off. I saw, I mean? yeah, I saw a funny meme where somebody or dad was like, oh, I'm going to show you infinity war. And then, um, and then you go, okay, dad, let's watch end game. And then he goes, no, we're going to wait a year. He's like, what do you mean? We're going to wait a year. He's like, that's what I had to do. That's what you're going to have to do. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. It was one of those things after we watched infinity war where I was like, okay, we all know they're coming back. Yeah. But like, but what if they don't? <laughs> I, I know. I'm I'm the same. Like, I was the same way. It's like what they're coming back. Because right? there's a five percent chance they don't. Right. And then just the, so like, <laughs> you know. So even though we yeah. knew the moment like was coming, it was executed perfectly. Yeah, I agree. Because we didn't know when that moment was coming. No. No. And don't, I mean, that, and that was literally what the last maybe. 30 minutes of the movie of, of an almost three yeah, hour really. movie. So it wasn't like, you know, there, there was a full movie before that, that did not have, you know, ha- most of those characters in it. So, I mean, that movie and, in general had a lot of sheer moments. Oh yeah, mean, absolutely. The, the, the bad, that's definitely the, the best. I mean, that was, that movie was literally fan service, right? I mean, that's, let's just be done real right. Here. It wasn't yeah. done cheesy. It was no, done it was right done right. Too. Absolutely. I agree. It was, yeah. it was definitely done right. in the fact that like, they didn't just go back in time and make it so that it never happened. Like yeah. they all had to live with that. Like it all had it like yeah. they lived five years with the snap having happened and they didn't change that. And I remember just that they brought them back as opposed to like making sure that the snap never happened. And, and guys that, that added so much more weight to the moment. I agree, because I remember, you know, us having this conversation, but obviously before we decided to do a podcast together, us having this conversation saying, I hope Endgame doesn't erase what ha- happened in Infinity War. Because uh, I think we were afraid that that's what was going to happen, that we, it, was just, it was just going to be, like, oh, that never did happen. And no, you know, to this day, you're still seeing stuff like we saw in Hawkeye. We saw in, you know, a bunch of different stuff, the the aftermath of the blip. And, you know, I think that that's cool. Like, I, they're not just saying, no, it didn't happen. People are still... You know, they're still like in phase four, figuring out like how to live with it. Really, yeah. Not the ramifications to, of it. Not yeah. not to make this you know an end game podcast episode, but like <laughs> just that like and like the third scene of the movie, like it start it has a like title card five years later. Yeah. It's like it was one of the most gut wrenching moments. It was seen in movie history. Yeah. It was, and that's when you knew at that moment that like Infinity War will matter in however this gets resolved. Yeah. All right. Oh, I just feel like watching that scene in general. Like, <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Uh, any final thoughts on our yeah. number ones? In honestly, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Brandon. It's a moment that will go like has to go down in cinema history because how do you essentially ignore the feeling of something that's never been done before? The feeling of something that of ten plus years in the making, like. It was built up for so long into one epic moment that I challenge anyone to to find a more visceral moment in cinema. Yeah. Ezra Miller and the Speed Force. There was Obviously. I mean, yeah, well, clearly I'm wrong because of that, but. <laughs> All right. Ezra Miller, we hope you get the help that you need. Yeah. All right, all right, guys. Then. And out of Hawaii, because <laughs> for some odd reason, Hawaii and you just don't mix. You just, they, that just doesn't mix. All right, fellas, before we get to our final thoughts, let's just recap. So, Kevin, I'll get, start with you. Give us your uh, your top five. Top five, the T-Rex in yep. Jurassic Park. Rocky two, him winning. Three was Andrew and Toby showing up in the first scene. Two was Terminator 2, the Asa La Vista. And number one was the Avengers Assemble scene. Yep. Okay. All right. Brandon, what's your top five? Okay. So, my top five. I started with... I can't remember any of them. 
Having a right, so you got you got Yoda show, you got Yoda showing up with the lightsaber. Brandon, you weren't listening to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had like all I had everything written down and then my computer died. But it would great if you pulled it up. Like, okay, my number one was eggs, two, bread. Oh, <laughs> this, <laughs> oh this is my grocery list. <laughs> but yes, Yoda showing up with a lightsaber. Jurassic Park. Okay. Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Cap with a hammer. Yep. And then Avengers Assemble. Yep. All right, Tim? Mine was number five, Kylo Ren kills Snoke and fights with Rey. Number four, the DeLorean travels back to 1985. Number three, Luke blows up the Death Star. Number two, Cap wields Mjolnir. And number one, Portal slash Avengers Assemble. Okay. And mine was number five, Rocky beats Ivan Drago in Rocky Four. Number four, the end scene in Spider-Man No Way Home, where all three Spider-Man fight all the villains. Number three, also was same as yours, Tim, Luke blows up the Death Star. Number two, Cap wields Mjolnir. And number one, Portals when Avengers Assemble in Endgame. So I thought, you know, while there's some differences, there's a lot of similarities too within these lists. So I thought everyone did a good job, though. This was I thought this was good. So let's get to final thoughts, guys, before we get out of here. So, Brandon, I'll start with you final thoughts on on these moments some moments i still disagree with for the top five but overall we all had solid lists i gotta give props to kevin though i think kevin had i love my list but i think kevin had my second favorite list of everyone here so like it included moments that i i didn't think about like and i don't know how i forgot rocky but it was some solid picks on there but overall, like everything, like he is giving you a compliment, what? Kevin. Give me a compliment. It can quickly turn, Kevin. Okay, go <laughs> on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it really like everything that we were mentioning, and it was funny to see just how like we stuck within the genres that we like. Now, my final thought would be, I think it is worth our consideration to switch this from movies to TV and in a future episode. I could see. I, I think that'd be fun. Oh, well, yeah, that's a good idea. It's a great idea, definitely. So you hear that, guys? Well, eventually we, we will do a top TV uh, cheerworthy moments. That's a good one, Brandon. That we good. Okay, excellent. All right, Kevin. Final thoughts? Yeah, I want to go, Brian. I mean, they all were great lists, and like I'll go with like with Tim. I'm like there was moments like the Back to the Future moment. Totally, like I didn't even think of that, but once you mentioned it, I'm like that was a great like overall scene. In general, but like every scene that we listed belongs on it. There wasn't one scene that I'm like, eh. I agree. But at least it's at least at the very least it's arguable. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Cool. Tim, final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I agree that you know obviously we had very similar lists towards the top, but everyone had really good arguments for why their moments should be considered, even though there were some disagreements in terms, especially between me and Brandon, about various moments of Star Wars. I mean, we all have really good arguments of why yeah. those moments belong on the list. And similarly with the Rocky stuff, I, you know, didn't even think about those. But, you know, Ryan and Kevin, you both had great Rocky moments and make great arguments of why they belong on this tier-worthy list. And Kevin, with your Terminator 2 audible, that was fantastic. That was a good one, you yeah. Know. Absolutely. That also, we were talking. Yeah, and that also belongs in consideration of a top five tier-worthy moment. Yeah. So great list everybody all around. <laughs> 
I agree. I, I think at the very least, we can all agree to disagree on numbers and placement of, on these lists, but I think at the very least, all of these movies that we talked about tonight at least belong in the conversation. I, and that's my biggest takeaway from tonight is we've all seen some really good movies and we all know kind of what those great scenes are. And yeah, it's it was fun to talk about. And like Tim, just like you said, we all had great ways to back it up, even if you disagreed. So I thought this was a really fun exercise. So kudos to you, Tim, for bringing this up. And this was a fun episode. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fellas. Uh, Well, this was fun. (laughs) Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TWAI Podcast and leave us a kind review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we will see you next time on There Was an Idea. 